We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. If y'all ready, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. The Doobie Brothers. There's a Harbaugh connection there. We've been talking Harbaugh the whole show. Michigan had a defensive coordinator who... Jim Harbaugh stole from his brother John Harbaugh, Mike McDonald, who was his Michigan defensive coordinator. And then Mike McDonald went back from Michigan to the Baltimore Ravens and will be coaching in the AFC Championship game this weekend. Okay. Did you ever see that scene in Scanners when that dude's head blew up? And Michael McDonald is one of the dudes. I'm there. We there. Are there. Thanks there. for bringing it home, Big Daddy. Bringing it home for our guy, Danny. Yeah. And I was like, having hey, zero idea hey, what that connection was. Where is the connection? The most famous Doobie brother is named Michael his McDonald. Name Michael McDonald. Right. I brought along Michael McDonald to help us out. How's he going to help us? He's going to do backup vocals for everything we say. How's he going to know what we're saying? How's he going to know what we're saying? Is he going to do it for all of us? Is he going to do it for all of us? Yeah, I hired him for the night. Cost like two fifty an hour, so don't skip on the conversation. Don't skip on the conversation. That sounds nice. All right. Cool. Completely blank stare. I forget that sometimes. This is a fun fact that you're sharing about the Harbaugh What does it have to do with my live read I just did? Yeah, I have no idea. You're a professional. Make a connection for us, Ant. Jeez. All right. Yeah, that makes sense now. Yeah, it's Mike McDonald. We had a lot of fun with that on Big Ten Radio. Thank you. All right. Well, what did I say we were going to talk? Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting what you were going to talk about. So are these just brothers that smoke a lot of doobies? <laughs> that would be my guess. Smoking doobies. Doobie brothers. I was smoking doobies with my brothers. Can I get a thumbs up, Ray? I feel like you're enjoying this. I would rather watch Beautician and the Beast. I would rather listen to Fran Drescher for eight hours than have to listen to Michael McDonald. Nothing against him, but if I hear Yamo be there one more time, I'm going to Yamo burn this place to the ground. Okay. We go one, two, three. And here we go, go. Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons from 2 to 6 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Okay. Say a bunch of things that I don't get, and I'll be like, yeah, okay. Whatever. This hour brought to you by Cars for Kids. We still do have Doobie Brothers tickets to give away, so have that contest line ready. 312 540 0670. You got a Doobie Brother? You got a brother you like? Doobieing it up with more than another? No. I mean, yeah. If I'm sharing a doobie with you, you're my brother. We did that before uh, uh, Carrot Top. We did. We did it. And then I proceeded to have a 48-ounce mojito. Hang on a second. You guys... 
you guys burned the fern before toppers? I thought the laughter was genuine. You didn't hear Shane laughing louder than anyone in the entire I theater? Did. Did. It was yeah. genuine. So I was the only one it's laughing because I thought it was legit funny? Oh, no. I mean, I, no, I, I thought it was funny. No, I, think, I had a tub of uh, margarita or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> 48 ounces. Dude. Mojitos. We had mojitos. Yeah, well, yeah, they didn't have the margs or something. Right? Yeah, they were delicious. Uh, they were delicious. Toking it up with Carrot Top. He didn't participate. Although afterwards, I wanted to offer him some, <laughs> Talk, talking that poor man's ear off as soon as he got off stage. But uh, it's, a, it's like a performance-enhancing drug for a, for a comedy show. Little little extra laughter. So, um, you guys excited for these games? You, you going to watch them? You pumped yeah, up? Maybe, yeah. Maybe? Yeah, you yeah. going to check them out? Yeah. Good. All right. I, I got a little bit of a dilemma. I just need hey. to get my TV first. I, I don't have a TV. Oh, yeah. He's got, <laughs> so, you cut the cord and all television. Yes. I took Tanny's TV. I cut technology other what? than here, of course. Yeah. Uh, so I don't have cable, but I have YouTube TV, right? Yeah. But I don't watch television outside of football. My YouTube TV is $72.99 a month. My YouTube TV renews Saturday night at midnight slash Sunday morning. I'm not renewing. YouTube TV for seventy two ninety nine just to watch these football games on Sunday in my own home. So yes, I'll watch them, but like it's the juxtaposition of pay the seventy two ninety nine, watch at home, or go to a bar and, and then maybe more spend than more than that over the case of two football games. So why is that a dilemma? Because I don't know which one I want to do. Oh, okay, but but so you're gonna have no television for no cable. No, no everything's on streaming services for me. Gotcha. Until baseball season. Until baseball season, yeah. So, so you're a, a, a co- break for a few months. A break for a few months. Yeah. Okay. That's my dilemma. I would think... Haven't decided if I'm going to even watch them yet, to tell you the truth. Got it. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Love that for us. I will be doing the Parkins Playoff Show Sunday morning and then the fir- and then First and Pod Sunday night live on the Scores YouTube page. Okay. Ooh. So I will definitely be... Yeah. Oh, it's big time now, Tanny. We, yeah. we, we, are, we are the Sunday night show live on the Scores YouTube page. Nice. We don't kiss each other's fannies on this show. It's never once happened. Never, never once. Um... The NFC Championship game, if the amount of people who, like, got to run the ball, you got to run the ball, running back still a premium position. If you love the investment in the running back, NFC Championship game is for you. Christian McCaffrey, on a per-year basis, most expensive running back in football. Alvin Kamara signed a bigger contract than he did, but no one's getting paid more money this year than Christian McCaffrey. They traded the the acquisition cost for him, a second, third, fourth, and future fifth round pick. So a massive trade haul plus paying Christian McCaffrey. That is very rare, and it's paying off. The Lions spend slightly above league average at the running back position. 13th highest percentage of salary cap goes to running backs. David Montgomery obviously taking up the majority of it. But when you factor in that they also use the 12th overall pick on Jameer Gibbs, that's a – these two teams arguably, like them and the Saints because of what they gave Kamara on that huge contract, are two of the three teams that have invested more in the running back position than any team in the NFL. Falcons would be in the top five after using the eighth overall pick on Bajan Robinson. But it's just – it's an interesting throwback to – that position and neither organization or fan base would regret it. 
which I think is pretty interesting because the Chiefs have Isaiah Pacheco, who we can hear him talk about his running style here in a, in a second because it's badass. That's a seventh-round pick. He arguably should have been MVP of the Super Bowl last year, and he's been one of the catalysts to how their offense has improved recently. Here's Pacheco. I'll say the funniest one that I thought was they said I run like I bite people. Like, I ain't no zombie. Like, that was crazy. Like, so that was one of the funniest ones. You said I run like I bite the ground, bite the grass. That's crazy. So it's, uh, it's, a, it's a, a, a great opinion, I guess, to have. <laughs> like, he bites the ground. He is a physical football player. They're going to need him badly on Sunday. Because I don't think that Kelsey's going to have the same success against Baltimore that he's had against Miami, who had a ton of injured starters on their defense, and Buffalo, who was basically playing all backup linebackers last week. Now Kelsey's got to go up against Patrick Queen, Roquan Smith, Kyle Hamilton, and the number one DVOA defense in the NFL. That game is fascinating, man, on a number of levels. I mean, Ravens have number one defense. Chiefs have number two defense. Chiefs have the best coach in the NFL. Ravens have a top five or seven coach in the NFL. Chiefs have the best quarterback in the NFL. Ravens have the quarterback that's going to win MVP this year for a second time. I mean, it's unbelievably close. I just think that the Ravens, he would always say I'm a Chiefs homer. I'm actually picking the Ravens to win this game. I, I'm rooting for the Chiefs, but I'm picking Baltimore to win it. Uh, I think that they are, in a way, like a, uh, an underrated great team because they have four losses so people look at the Ravens and they say oh it's a four loss team that's the one seed that has an MVP at quarterback that's common in the NFL right a team that goes 13 and 3 13 and but it was 16 games 13 and 4 in a 17 game season have a quarterback who wins MVP you get the one seed that's a normal one seed but they have four losses all by one possession They led or were tied in all four of those games with two minutes or less less in the game. And they have nine wins against teams with a winning record. Nine wins against teams with a winning record. All nine of those games, they've won by 14 or more points. So they've, whenever they've played a good team, they have absolutely curb stomped them. That includes the postseason, what they did to Houston last week. My man Nick had this on First Things First, which is getting a lot of pub, and congratulations to them, by the way. It's the best sports show on television. I'm obviously biased, but it is. And they just had their highest-rated episode ever. Um, First Things First on Monday on Fox Sports 1, highest-rated episode of First Things First ever, also higher than any episode that Colin Cowherd's show has ever done on that network. Skip and Shannon had like a week of shows that were higher, but my man Nick has a legitimate hit television show right now. Could not be happier for him. Could not happen to a better guy. But they had this awesome stat that, so the Ravens beat all nine teams with a winning record by 14 or more this year, but the Chiefs haven't lost by 14 or more since week eight of 2021. Or they've got one loss, one loss of 14 or more since the middle of the 2021 season. And includes the postseason. So these are two 
absolute heavyweight juggernauts. But I think the Kelsey thing is a huge factor here. And Joe Thune, their spectacular guard for the Chiefs, is hurt. Mark Andrews is back. So the Ravens are going to be able to deploy Isaiah Likely and Mark Andrews this week, which will be two excellent tight ends for Lamar, which is going to make it very tough on the Chiefs' defense. And the Ravens' interior of their defensive line, it's not the one that you want to have your $80 million guard hurt for. Love Nick Allegretti, the Allegretti family. Local kid made good. He's experienced. He's tough as hell. He plays really hard. He'll be up to the task, but he's replacing one of the best guards in football. So that's a real tough spot. And yeah, Roquan Smith, like Bears connections here. You got Roquan Smith, who is going to be featured and is going to matter, and he's going to matter for the Kelsey matchup. He's going to matter for the Pacheco uh, storyline, and he's an all-pro linebacker. And basically, you want to, like, revisit that trade? It's a fascinating one to revisit because Roquan has made all-pro since he's gotten there, but the Bears... Defense improved. Tremaine Edmonds, in terms of takeaways, produced more than Roquan Smith did. And in one of the draft picks they got, they got Jervon Dexter. And let's not forget, Tremaine won the Ballhawk Award. We didn't get That's that, true. the coverage it deserved, but the yep. picture with him and Coach Flues, that, the Ballhawk champion. That was a real crack slipper on our part. <laughs> not, not giving enough you credit. You like football. I don't know sometimes. That's my bad. Yeah, but so when you evaluate... That trade, it's also, right, the Javon Dexter piece of it. Because I do think that Roquan is better than Edmonds, but the systems are different. What they prioritize is different. Like, it's not a complete apples-to-apples thing. But just listen to how they're talking about Roquan Smith uh, in Baltimore. Here is, here's John Harbaugh. Yeah, I mean, our scouts do a great job. I think of Joe Ortiz going back and scouting Roquan back at Georgia. You know, those are all in the reports, you know, so you kind of – you knew what kind of a guy you were getting for sure. Then you saw him at Chicago and how he conducted himself and how he played. Uh, but you never know until a guy's here exactly how it's going to fit in, you know, in your chemistry. And uh, it's definitely been right. You know, it's definitely been a perfect fit, perfect match. He's just been himself. And, uh, uh, you know, he was, he was always a Raven. He just didn't know until he got here, I guess, to quote the great Steve Smith. You know, so uh, it's been a great fit. I think he does make everybody around him better, to your point. The greatest players tend to do that, right? So a Raven before he got here. I got to admit that hurts a little bit for the franchise that is known for middle linebackers. But they are too. They've had some pretty good linebackers because Lamar Jackson had no problem making the highest of praise comp for Roquan Smith. Well, when you were traded for, for Roquan, what did he bring to this team and this franchise? Man, he brought the, the Ray, Ray Lewis juice back, you know, for five generation. Um, the grit, you know, the, the everything, you know, the leadership, um, his poise, his aggression. You know, we, we needed that from our, from our linebacker, um, from both of them, you know, him and Patrick. Um, we're doing a wonderful job, but, but Ro, he's just unbelievable. You know, we, we needed that, and I'm glad we got him. Eric did a great job. So think about that. <laughs> Ray Lewis cops, and he was a raven. Before he got there. They're both they're both spectacular players. They're just different. I do think that Roquan Smith is the better football player than Tremaine Edmonds. I don't think that Poles regrets that trade given the scheme fit, 
how good TJ Edwards played in Roquan's position in this defense and that he looks at it like he has Jervon Dexter in addition to Tremaine Edmonds for Roquan Smith and that whole St. Omni contract situation hold out like it just obviously there was a personal relationship there that still is on the Bears to get it right and losing a player that you draft you develop who was great for you and then is great elsewhere and elevates their defense as soon as he gets there like that's on the Bears and not on Roquan Smith but my guess is Ryan Poles would be if he's being honest actually doesn't really look at that trade as much of a loss so these matchups are just fascinating and then in the nfc championship game the lions are a pretty big underdog they are but their offense has been so good detroit's has and the home road split is is drastic but this is not going to a cold weather situation the the niners defensive line has underachieved the lions offensive line is spectacular I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. This isn't like going to, you know, Philly or Chicago in late January. They're going to San Francisco. The forecast looks good. So I think that the Lions offense will play well. I'm expecting Purdy to play better than he did. And Jared Goff, he just has a lot to gain reputation. Like, everyone talks about Purdy understandably, and we're going to talk about him a little bit more in the next segment, but Goff is like the forgotten quarterback in this, in this four pack because Mahomes trying to be the goat Lamar trying to put some winning in his trophy case. One of the more spectacular athletes the league has ever seen and quarterbacks. Like, I don't mean to like use athlete at all as a pejorative. I mean, his from the pocket numbers are incredible. His efficiency passing numbers are incredible. Like he is a tier one top. I mean, he should go into next year as the second best quarterback in football on everybody's board. There will be debates of him v. Josh Allen, him v. Burrow, whatever, but he should go into next year as your second ranked quarterback in the NFL. So I don't use athlete at all as a pejorative. I use it to praise him. I just know that some people have, so don't get that twisted. Then Purdy has been like gobbled up by the sports take industrial complex, where just he's like polarizing for a lot of reasons. If Jared Goff wins this game and gets to his second Super Bowl with two different teams, he joins four dudes who have ever done it, only three of whom are in the modern era. It will be Peyton Manning. Tom Brady, Kurt Warner, Craig Morton, who is a guy, and Jared Goff. He hosts Late Night uh, on CBS. I think so. Yeah, that was the one. Great singer in his car. But this is a this is a ridiculous situation here for Goff, who is under contract for one more year. Like if Jared Goff, who has had back to back. 4,300-plus yard passing seasons, great touchdown-to-interception ratio, uh, winning, winning multiple playoff games, you know, for the first time since 1957 for the Lions, then gets to a Super Bowl. He will, I assume, be trying to get paid 
Like Dak will be trying to get paid. Like Herbert got paid. Like Allen got paid. And I don't think that he individually is as talented as any of those guys. But he's going to look around and say, um, the production is here. The winning is here. I'm 29 years old. What more could you possibly ask of me to do? He's in a pretty like, pretty incredible situation. I don't think there's any world in which Detroit moves on from him. So I'm not saying he's playing for his job in any way. But reputationally, if Goff goes to a second Super Bowl, wins this game on the road as a touchdown underdog, he's going to have to be considered a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. And he's going to have a legitimate statistical case that he should be paid a 200 plus million dollar contract extension. So as the fourth quarterback of championship weekend, it's pretty damn incredible. There was a team, there's a team that's playing this weekend that was floated as a potential landing spot for Justin Fields that we need to examine what it means about how they treat the quarterback position. Next on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. I know it's official that I'm a Cub now and I'm talking to Danny Parkins. You know what I mean? <laughs> Afternoons on the score. Yeah, the weather, but that's football, man. You got to overcome that. Um, that was early on, but after a while, it's like, man, I got to get into a rhythm. I got to hit guys that are open. That's on me. And, um, you know, overall, we got to find a way to win. It's playoff football. You're going to get their best. And um, we made it work. So that's Brock Purdy after the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. And I find him to be one of the most surprising, polarizing players of my career in media. By that, I mean it was not hard to see that Tim Tebow was going to be polarizing. You can disagree that he should have been, but that was not hard to predict. It was not hard to predict that Lamar Jackson was going to become polarizing. I did not have 24-year-old Iowa State Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy as being a topic every day on Fox Sports 1 and ESPN and First Take and those types of shows. I just It's interesting. It's not how that normally goes. But... He is polarizing because it is a question of is he good or is the team around him so good that they can make anyone good? And I think that, like most of these things, there needs to be some nuance, and it's probably somewhere in the middle. Purdy is good, smart, can execute a system, gets the ball out on time with accuracy. But if he was in Tennessee or... New Orleans, or Jacksonville, he would not have been the favorite to be the league MVP in week 15 of the NFL season. So that's what I think of Purdy. And because of that, I think that Kyle Shanahan will continue to look to upgrade before fully committing to him. But we got a few more playoff games here where he could ball out and make that feel really silly. Here's how Greg Jennings put it. Is he a good quarterback? He's yes. a great quarterback. He's a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. That doesn't a, have a Super Bowl or MVP. Is he a difference maker? No, he is not. If he does not win, you have to go and try to find a difference maker at that position. Oh. A guy maybe like who? Justin Fields if the Chicago Bears. Oh, 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 I like yeah. it. Now we're talking. That's, uh, I, I good mean, morning, everybody. Hey. 
Listen, they might go to the Super Bowl. I know you just the field over Brock Purdy right now. That's let me help me out here, please. Just, yeah, that's that's tough. Thank hey, you. That's a tough. Hey, okay. Let me just say this. <laughs> just I, mentioned, I mentioned earlier. Let's not just, discuss whether it's a good move. We I discussed earlier that Kyle Shannon has a wandering eye. He does. To- Justin Fields. This was but the first drugs, year he actually had skill guys around him and support up front and protection. Yeah. And then we want him to be, we wanted him to be what uh, Joe Burrow was right away, what Justin Herbert was right away when they had competency around him. This was the first year we saw Justin Fields with some competent skill guys around him. And look what he did. So that's Greg Jennings on Fox Sports 1 saying that he thinks that Fields would be an upgrade to Purdy in San Francisco. Brock Purdy this year, fifth in the NFL in passing yards, third in the NFL in touchdowns, first in QBR. Would Justin Fields do that in San Francisco? It's hard to imagine Justin Fields being top five in yards, QBR, and touchdowns. That's hard to imagine based on what we've seen. But it is an argument for system and the talent around him. Having Trent Williams as your left tackle, having McCaffrey in your backfield, throwing to Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, and um, Debo Samuel. You know what I mean? It makes you a lot better, obviously. If that happened, it would cap one of the funniest runs of quarterbacking for a single franchise in NFL history. And it would definitively be, I guess I shouldn't say definitively because what I'm about to say next is a subjective thing, but for like, for a run of a team that has been as successful as San Francisco, it would be the most unlikely run of quarterbacking in NFL history. Jimmy Garoppolo in a Super Bowl, trading three first-round picks to move up from 12 to 3, to draft Trey Lance, ending up abandoning Trey Lance for Brock Purdy, who was Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick in the draft, only to then trade more draft capital for Justin Fields, who was the 11th pick in the draft that you traded up to 3-4 for Trey Lance when you were at 12 and you could have just traded up one spot and taken Justin Fields, or you could have stayed at 12 and... Pop quiz, who was the 12th pick in the Justin Fields draft? Anyone remember? There's no way to know. Who was picked one spot after Justin Fields? He's one Shane of- McClellan? No. I know who it is because I saw it on the rundown. So, <laughs> Micah Parsons, <laughs> arguably the best defensive player in the NFL, could be on San Francisco if they would have just stood pat and not traded three first-round picks for a guy who played in the FBS. That is a crazy what-if, by the way. They would not have had to make the, I mean, a lot of things. They would not have had to make the Chase Young trade. Um, How about that guy, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> like That's that's a win for Ryan Poles, folks. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> if they had the Tez effect over there, they wouldn't even have to play this game. Y- yes. <laughs> Mine wouldn't even show up. But, he, but Chase Young looked real bad. He has not been good. He is he has not been good at all. Uh it'll be very interesting to see what happens to him this offseason. Yeah, when rookie wide receivers are punking you out and blocking you and putting you on your rear end. Yes. That's a bad look. Yes, absolutely. 
effort and motor has been questioned. Um, I was out of town stupid on that one. I Hand up, no question. Ryan Poles was, was definitely right about which of those two was better, the had better, you know, between the ears, all of it. We'll see what Montez Sweat does against starters over a full year, but he, I mean, he was better with the Bears than he was with the Commanders, which I did not see coming. And I don't think really anybody saw coming, if they're being honest, but I'll admit it. But that is the, the idea of Justin Fields in San Francisco. You want to know how you lose the breakup? How 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 could Bears fans lose the breakup? Trade Justin Fields to San Francisco, where they made Jimmy Garoppolo a Super Bowl quarterback, were good enough to be back in conference championship games, back-to-back years, after trading three first-round picks for a quarterback and playing him in four total games and turning the last pick in the draft into a legitimate MVP candidate who led the league in QBR. I don't know if Fields would be top five in all of those categories, but I know he would set career highs in all of those categories. And I do think, personally, that Kyle Shanahan, barring a dominant run from Purdy in the next two weeks, will have his eye open to upgrading at quarterback. Doesn't mean he will do it for sure, but he'll be looking to if the price is right. Like, he would call Kirk Cousins. He would call on Justin Fields. He would explore upgrading. My guess is Fields would not be enough of a sure thing for Shanahan to upset that locker room and the success that Purdy has had and that Cousins would be. I think that Fields would probably be a little bit too much of a gamble to move on from what has been undeniable success from Purdy. But it's an interesting hypothetical from from Greg Jennings. So, I just – because he has throws, by the way, where he looks great, where he's threading a needle, throwing guys open, hitting guys in stride, contributing to the yards after the catch. Like, I'm not a hater. I'm not saying that he's not good or that he's a bum. I just think that we've never seen anything close to this in terms of a player be propped up by coach, system, line, defense, receivers, tight ends, running back. We've never seen it before. And I just call it a bias. I just assume that if you removed one or two or three of those things, he'd be much worse. And by the way, we've seen it. His numbers are significantly worse when Debo Samuel doesn't play, which is why Debo, by the way, if you haven't heard the news, uh, full go this week. It's always a weird dynamic in the playoffs. Like, you forget, like, oh, they made the playoffs. They're going to be the same team that they were in the regular season. Now, nah, you still have football games where guys can get seriously injured or guys can come back from injury. Like Mark Andrews back for Baltimore matters a lot. Joe Thune out for the Chiefs as a guard matters a lot. And Debo Samuel playing for the Niners matters a ton. Like, those are maybe not all of them for the point spread or anything like that, but the X's and O's matchups in there, those things matter a a great, great deal. Texter says, well, why do you think the Niners passed on fields in the draft? Their evaluation of him won't be higher today than it was pre-draft. That's a good point. But they would not need to use the 12th overall pick. I mean, he went 11th, so they would have had to trade up a little bit. But 
call it a call it a first round pick. They would not have needed to use a first round pick to draft him. You would be using presumably a second round pick to acquire him. So it's an interesting hypothetical from Greg Jennings. I am picking Niners and Ravens to win. I think the Lions will make that game go over the point total, a high-scoring game that ultimately San Francisco wins, and I think that this is going to be too much for the Chiefs. Wait a minute. You're going against your Lions? I know. You're just hedging a little bit? or is what? Like, what What makes them worse today Nothing. than they were at the beginning of the season Nothing. when you picked them to be in the Super Bowl? Nothing. Nothing. You know what? You're, you're right. Like, I should just – because I will crow if it's Chiefs-Lions. We know. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be insufferable. Yeah. You know, I will. So, you know what? We're going to send you to Radio Row. You may not be hooked up to anything, but we're just going to send you somewhere. You can do your own fake radio show. That's fine. And grow all week. Can you just give me, like, an audio clip that we can somehow date and, like, authenticate it that I said that this is what was going to happen? No. Way back when? Is that possible? No? Okay. Yeah. People would be able to fake that. Here's the thing, dude. Lions got that dog in them. They do. Lions got that dog in them. This is not the most physically gifted, skillfully gifted football team in the NFL. But they got that dog. And they have the king of the damn pound in Dan Campbell. This team is not losing another game this year. Wow. Good question. Why didn't you just go alpha dog if you're going with a dog analogy? You can't I, 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 That's not you, a thing. A so, so you're going to step up to me and tell me what words to use That's when true. it comes to an analogy? That's true. That's true. What, yeah. is, th- what is this? Alpha dog's right there for you. I, 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 wanted, right I, I wanted the top dog in the pound. The king but, of the because, pound. No, no, because here's the thing. No, <laughs> I wanted the king of the pound. Because those, 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 do you want me to elaborate? Yeah, I Can do. I elaborate? Or are I, you going to, uh, no, no. okay. I mean, you tell me, is it time to break? Yeah, no, no, we're okay. Okay, We're cool. okay. I, I have a rooting interest in keeping everyone here. When Shane's talking, we're okay, all right? Yeah, no, 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 it's different. Just writing, it's writing different. It Dogs in a pound have a damn different attitude than dogs in a a, a rescue. Aw. Is, is, the is there a royalty? So is there, is there all, a monarchy? All these families are coming by. You've got, you've got families of four from the suburbs coming by every weekend. There are hundreds of families that want to come see these dogs in the rescue. But nobody is going down to the pound in Chicago to see these dogs. Those dogs are the Detroit Lions. Oh, Those dogs have some fight. Those dogs have a reason to live. Those dogs are going to be euthanized in 31 days. Hey, I, you know what, though? I'm going with the Niners because those dogs, those are the kill shelter dogs. They, they got nothing to live for. They're a little bit crazy from years of torment. I just said the kill shelter. The pound is the kill shelter. Well, the pound's the kill shelter. These I, Niners, they get to farms. go home to California, Tanny. Those those dogs Ooh, get to sounds, go home to California. That's punishment for some. For some, but the, the weather's nice. These dogs from the pound, they've got to go. You want me to start listing the, the different su- suburbs in, in Detro- of Detroit? So the Niners are the soft. Yeah. Those are your golden doodles. The Niners Breeder are dogs. the golden doodles. Got it. These De- these Detroit Lions, brother, are these these lab mixes that people want to pass off as pit bulls, but they're still great in the home. It's obviously all pit bull, but let's call it a lab mix. Got it. It's all about the guy who raises the dog, not the dog itself. And Dan Campbell is raising those dogs to be dogs, dude. Not losing another game. D-A-W. You can make a lot Detroit, of money. stand up! You can make a lot of money with that prediction. Yeah. All right. I don't, I don't gamble. We know. No more parlocks out of this guy. Uh, We'll put a bow on this thing before Championship Sunday. Uh, 
little story uh, of something that maybe you could take something out of next on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. It's been a long four hours. Afternoons on the score. So, I'm feeling pretty proud today. I'm not going to lie, uh, professionally anyway, because the pre-order link to my book is available. And you heard me maybe talking about it in transition. Maybe you did, maybe you didn't. Uh, I'll talk about it some over the next couple of months on, on the show and a lot on social media. But um, there's a story wrapped up in how it came to be that... I, I want to relay to you right now. Uh, the book is called Pipeline of the Pros, How D3 Small College Nobodies Rose to Rule the NBA. I, I wrote the book with my best friend from childhood, this guy named Ben Kaplan, unbelievably talented, super smart guy, but had no media profile. It was his idea uh, for the book. And he was like, do you want to partner up with me? And we could do this together. And Ben, I would do anything for. Um, we've gone through a lot together. Our families are very close. Literally has been my best friend since third grade. Um, but he sent me this text saying that he wanted to run something by me if I could hop on the phone on October 1st of 2020. So that was roughly four months after Brad had been diagnosed. 10 months after my first child had been born, we're in COVID. Life was hard, stressful, sad. My dad was deteriorating significantly with dementia. I was not in a great headspace. I was feeling pretty damn overwhelmed, right? Like my dad getting much worse. My brother gets a terminal cancer diagnosis. I'm getting no sleep. There's a global pandemic. This show was going well, but like it's this job is always like a tricky one because it's not the same type of job security as a lot of other jobs. You're always getting people saying that you should be fired. There's always people coming for your jobs. And if you do get fired, if one other place doesn't hire you, like your family might need to move. So like this level of job security, even at the level of success that I've achieved and attained and earned in this business, like it's, it's still always like feels like it could be precarious, especially if your confidence is waning at a moment. And so I just like, I remember having a conversation with him. I was like, dude, I would do anything to work with you. I think this is an amazing idea. I just got to think about it because I, I, I honestly don't know if I have the, like the emotional and mental bandwidth to handle this. Like I just, it's a huge project. I don't know if I'm going to, and I don't want to disappoint you and then like sign on and then not pull my weight and not do my thing and not be able to use and leverage like what I know how to do to maximize this thing. And it's like, I, I just, I don't know. So I told him like, I needed some time. And ultimately I just kept coming back to like, what if we actually do it? Like, what if we actually sell this book and get it published and our families that have known each other for forever and are very close can like hold this book that says by Ben Kaplan and Danny Parkins. And like, I can put it up in my, in my office, like a framed picture of the cover by Ben Kaplan and Danny Parkins. It would not matter if I sold one copy or a million copies, and it's going to probably be closer to one. Uh, that would just be such an unbelievable thing. And so I, I, I told him, let's do it. 
And at the time, we did not know about his dad ended up passing away over with a uh, um, over the course of this. So like in the from that from ideation to publishing, and the book's out April sixteenth. Uh, we both lost our dads, and I lost my brother. And so we both went through a lot. And the book is dedicated to those we lost during the process of writing the book. But it just, I'm proud of myself because it made me realize, like, oh, I can do it. You feel like your cup is running over and overflowing, but you actually do have the capacity for more if you push yourself and you challenge yourself. Now, there were times where I definitely felt spread too thin, and I probably was not as attentive of a radio host or an author or a father or a husband or a son or a brother along the way. There's no doubt about all that. Um, I definitely have a tendency to take on too much, but I am really, really glad that I did, and I hope that there's something to get out of that because um, when things are hard, you can stay down, and then they're still really hard, or you can get up, and they're still really hard, but at least now you're up. And that's what I've been trying to do. Not with success every day, not with success every week or month or who knows, but um, this thing is like, it's bigger to me than a basketball book. It's, it, it is like just, it's like a symbol of friendship and family and perseverance and a bunch of other emotional things. But uh, it's out. It'll be out uh, April 16th, but you can pre-order it now. Pipeline of the Pros, how D3 small college nobodies rose to rule the NBA. Crazy thing, too, man. Like, I'll tell more stories on it, but, like, Jeff Van Gundy wrote the foreword to my book. That's insane. I was able to get a PDF to Adrian Wojnarowski, to Woj, and then I heard back from him, and he was like, I love this. And he blurbed the book. I had no relationship with the man. So it's just like, it's like, man, think about that though. August or October 1st, because we both have full-time jobs. He has three kids. I have two. We had a lot going on. And in what? October 21, 22, 23. A little over three years. Wrote a damn book. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm just glad it's not going to take up any more valuable showtime. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Got to get back to these Caleb Williams takes. Thank you to Herb Howard and Jason Goff for coming in studio. That was a lot of fun. Check that out. Odyssey Rewind feature podcast page. Dan Wiederer was on the show as well. Thank you to Connor O'Donnell, Kevin Lapka, Twitch chat, video stream. Thank you, sirs. Shane Reardon is our executive producer. Thank you, sir. Chris Tannehill making a sound better than we are each and every day. Gabe Ramirez follows us. Speaks will be back from the Dominican Republic with the next shortstop of the White Sox on Monday. Plenty of championship Sunday stuff to go over. I've got the Parkins playoff show Sunday morning. You could always subscribe to First and Pod as well. We are Parkins and Spiegel. This is the score. Normally what I do is I get, I'll get two venti. I go to, you know, Starbucks. I get two venti of the pipe with two shots in them. So black eye in both. That's what I come in with. That's how I start the day. So, T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.